What's up, everyone? It's Gavin or Tweak. What's good, y'all? It's Pink or Marcus. True. What up, what up, Charles or Chuck? What's going on, everyone? You got Haz or Matt. And half of us were making moves in Mia Me this weekend uh, down in Miami, down in Florida. Amazing tournament actually going on to continue the series. Shout out to Max Ketchum, of course. Our boy running a pair of tournaments here, one in New York City, one in Miami, two of the greatest cities in the United States, and uh, making some great smash happen there. And I think there's some easy talking points from this tournament, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I wa- I know Charles and Gavin were there, so we can get you guys, you know, you were there in person, get your experiences and your first-hand accounts. And Marcus and I were chilling at home watching, so it was a good watch from home, though, honestly. Two streams, good commentary, good commentators, uh, and good action on every stream. So I had a good time watching at home. See ya. Yeah, it was yeah. fun being there, too. Like, the beach was cool, right? Uh, place to eat and stuff. So we went to a mall as well. There was, like, a really nice mall nearby. So Yeah, yeah just that mall was crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And then the actual tournament, like, we ended up playing a lot of friendlies, too. There was a lot of setups. I, I had a really, really fun time there. And it was just fun hanging out, commentating. Amazing matches. The crew battle was, like, super sick down to the last stalk, right? That was crazy. Yeah. Being there in person and just, like, oh hearing gosh. all the shit talk in the crowd and stuff, it was so funny. <laughs> Florida crowds, dude. They're insane. Yeah. That, that crew battle was... And then Gavin got the clip. The clip! That was so sick, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a great tournament. Uh, the crew battle, we were getting destroyed, like, for the most part. And then all of a sudden, I was like, wait, it's, like, down to the wire. I, so I, I like, wasn't emotionally invested. Close, like, <laughs> yeah. holy shit. I wasn't emotionally invested. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I'm invested now. And then we lost by one stock. Like, dude, I was so sad after uh but yeah that was a lot of fun um the biggest talking point is definitely steve um i think one of the funniest things though is that the tournament a lot of it went as projected like uh akol and onan were the number one and two seeds and it's like when it happened people are like what the this isn't what we want (laughs) <laughs> but like yeah it's how they were seated because they've just been doing so well no yeah there was like eight or more steves in top bracket and basically everyone i knew except myself after just a few matches had already played against like one or two steve players <laughs> yeah and dude it's people call that out it's before happening. the tournament happened is that it's a tournament of steves and to be yes. fair like you said the top two seeds there were steve players and they uh landed as projected but yeah. also there were some upsets on the side of steves too uh i don't want to talk about chunky yet because that's like it's whole it's like a segment within itself obviously to talk about how sick dk is that, but that yeah, was a maybe. that was a really really big upset is chunky over uh d-dog and the other thing there too is like um it's funny because Mutase tweeted after was like, everyone used to make fun of me for losing the Chunky or, or make fun of me and Goblin or whoever for losing the Chunky all the time. And it's like, dude, Chunky's the real deal, so. Oh, dude, the DK was clean. Yeah. It Beyond, was crazy. That, and the crowd was going crazy for that set. That was wild. That was a crazy, crazy set. Yeah, I, I'm so happy to see DK doing well in, like, late Ultimate. That, which is wild because like DK is right. usually considered one of the weakest options in the entire game. So like seeing DK do well and not just in one set, like multiple sets, making upsets and doing really well, like that's actually beautiful. And other than Chunky Kong being like a big MVP of the bracket, another MVP of mine was actually Mute. Um Especially just in general, Mew has been fantastic lately. Very consistent, like top aiding, making a lot of difficult scenarios and matchups work. Um, even taking a set off Aquila. And shouts to Aquila for actually winning the bracket from losers as well. Um, but basically, Mew was kind of like my inspiration throughout the tournament because I feel like in the top 16, top 8, like our characters were like kind of similar. Like basically like not fighter pass characters or something. 
um it felt like we were it felt like we were like working super hard and like i was always looking to 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 mute for inspiration like every time mute won a set that i didn't win or won a matchup i was struggling with i was like if mute can do it like so can i like when i was out of the tournament like seeing mute like uh take a set off riddles take a set off alcala like that inspired me to actually like sit down and keep playing because i was like if mute can do it with peach like i could do it with diddy car i think it's not the the most comparable thing in the world but it's it's definitely something comparable um so that was my inspiration for the tournament and uh and uh yeah like i feel like mute was just out of place there was like a bunch of steve and like there was riddles with kazia and then there's just mute with with peach so <laughs> yeah it's funny because Fighting i remember, I remember yeah. almost a year ago um, May State 2021, like, uh, obviously, uh, Mute has been on all of our radars for a really long time, but I remember yeah. that bracket for Mute, Mute lost to a Young Link early on, was it Kobe? It was one of the Young Links, you know, and that's yeah. a really tough matchup for Peach, and I saw Mute lose very early, and I was like, that sucks, but then he went on a hell of a run for, uh, Main Stage 2021, and only lost to you, Game 5, in Loser's Bracket, like, a really, really, really close set, That's yeah. a- and I was like, yeah. Mute has really leveled up, and this was almost a full year ago. And the progress and the effort and the work is is very clear. Um, yes, mentally, and I think physically too, because I know Mute has problems with his hands too, and I know it's something he's been working on. So I don't know how that's going, but um, in marathon runs where you get third in a big bracket like this, you're going to be playing a lot of sets, and with Peach, it's going to be a lot of uh, APM, a lot of actions per minute. So. Um, Definitely been grinding a lot and putting a lot of work in, in Best Peach and had a good showing at Lodacy too. Um, yeah. Just been killing it lately, which is, like you said, it, it's really nice to see the character specialists do well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as for my bracket run, I guess we can get that out of the way and then talk about some of the other things. Um, I actually thought I was playing fantastic for some of the sets I played. Uh, it started off with the crew battle, which was like, I think I I played pretty crazy in that in some moments. Uh, there were some things I could have yeah, done you got better. Six talks that was crazy. Yeah, I mean, and then it's like rough because I know you were talking about the uh, the Diddy Ditto and like how you feel like Aaron's the best at the Diddy Ditto. It's just yeah, he's really good. And then on top of that, like wow. you you started a stock down too, so it's like damn, this was already <laughs> tough. Like <laughs> now I have to approach like shit. But, yeah, I mean, I I, I thought Aaron it was very important in that crew battle. Cause if he didn't stop what you were doing, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cola yeah. took one stock, bro. <laughs> like, and that was one of their strongest players was Cola. So I think you have making it. So Cola only took one stock was probably the biggest pivot in, in terms of momentum in the crew battle. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then going into like the actual bracket, like, it was funny because everyone was playing against like the DLC characters, but my first few opponents were like PT, Bayo, Lucina, like like uh like like year one characters, you know what I mean? Especially like PT right. and Lucina. And as a Diddy player, like those are your best friends. I was like, this is awesome. Like like I was just like playing the matchups and uh, just cruising through. Then my first opponent of uh, final bracket was Epic Gabriel, and Rob is my favorite matchup in the entire game. Um, but a lot of those matches were close as well, but I managed to win that one. And then my next opponent was Teaser, which is a really, really good Samus player. And I just lost to Siski in the, the groups like Swiss thing and Ludwig's last week. So I was really nervous, but I was also like, if there's any time that this could work out, it's right now because I had been like mentally thinking about it ever since I lost and like thinking of things I could do with Diddy. And that was actually one of the the most like efficient wins I had the entire weekend. It actually went fantastic. So that was really cool. It, it wasn't a run back versus Siski. Like it was a different player, of course, but it felt like a, a, a big like run back for me, like a mental win, if that makes sense. Um, uh, the matchup run back. Yeah. So that was actually my favorite part of the entire tournament. Sadly, it was off stream, but like it felt like a big deal for me. And that put me all the way in the winner's corners. And it felt like, oh, wow, all right, I'm here. Like, like some of the really, really tough stuff is starting now. Teaser, 
I was going to say Teaser beat Dark Wizzy. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Teaser must have upset. Teaser yeah. had a great run. And Jay Mafia. 3 0 over Jay Mafia and 2 0 over Dark Wizzy. Yeah. and Great run. And Jay Mafia played Teaser because Jay Mafia took out Goblin in, uh, earlier yep. as well. So I was playing mm, in like an upset game. bracket. Um, and uh, yeah, then I played Riddles. And that loss actually hurt pretty bad. Um, because the last time I lost to Riddles was like game five, um, which I guess in a way that could be twisted as like a more painful loss. But I lost three out of Riddles, and the first two games, like I had such a, I was just winning by so much, and I just couldn't close it out. Especially the second game, and then the third game, like I just got ran over. Um, but that, like that one, was just really upsetting because it's like it just, like Kazuya just like eviscerates your stocks before you can even realize what's happening. Um, especially because I had to play Jackal to qualify for top eight after. And I wish I could, like, e- even if I played Jackal like one round later, I would have been much happier because it would be like in top eight. But it's unfortunate that we had to play for a top eight qualifier. But Jackal did beat Cosmos and Dark Wizzy back to back before he, ha- he had to play with me. So I, I, I was really a, proud of him for those wins but yeah i managed to win that set as well to get in the top eight and then my top eight match was aquila and i was happy because it's a run back and like those are my biggest like i feel the best when i like get some of those run backs when i go to a tournament like meister was my get favorite out win. Early, like i feel like there's tournaments where you get those runbacks earlier on in the bracket and because you win them you get so much like confidence and momentum that you just like snowball it out of control you know what i mean yeah uh like beating meister at ludwig's felt great because i lost the previous set so losing to riddles actually sucked because i lost the previous set too and now i'm just like fiending to beat riddles like now i just like (laughs) like it's all i'm thinking about and now it's the same with aquila because i lost up to uh, Aquila 3-2 again and even though it was 3-2 I actually don't feel very good about it um, it feels like whether this is Steve or Aquila or both probably a, a Steve thing it feels like whenever I'd get an inch Steve could just physically move the goalpost farther <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> it's like if I figure something out or if I do something it's it's like Steve can literally choose to stop something from working or to stop me from winning, like literally like gets to choose to stop it. And like, it was insane. Like I knew it was probably not winnable when I like he, Steve would put up some blocks and I would break them. And by the time they were broken, there would be more blocks than when I started. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, if I do the math here, he's just getting too many materials. And I'm, I and I'm breaking the blocks, so it's like it's not like I'm making a mistake, or you know what I mean. It's like I'm. It's just. I mean, you have barrels, right? Like that's the only other way yeah. to probably break. Bar- you do damage to yourself to break them more. Barrels. Efficiently. You only do four to yourself, right? Six. 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 Okay. All right. It's close though. Um, it's not a lot. It looks like it's more than six. That's for sure. It I mean, two like is already twelve percent. Like I feel like six kind of adds up. Oh yeah, it's it's not like it's stales or something. Um, <laughs> it should. Yeah, that'd be cool. Sure, it should. Uh, Why not? Damage daily. So, it's interesting. It feels like even though the riddle set was a 3-0 loss, it's like, all right, like, Kazuya is one-dimensional enough where, like, I know what I have to do to win next time. Like, no matter what, whatever happens in a Kazuya set, like, the next time I play against Kazuya, I have a pretty good idea, right? Well, there's, like, a Whether it's riddles or someone else, yeah. Like, Kazuya is an overtuned fighting game character in Smash. That's what he is right yes. you, say just... it, you say it with so much hatred uh, over to fighting game character i i mean <laughs> you really like scar rules it's funny because it's only smash for you that made me feel this way but anyway <laughs> i mean it's like at the end of the day it's a character that gets a lot of return when they get up next to you as fighting game characters should right and they have harder to input combos but they get rewarded for them more you know either via knockback wise for kill confirms or just raw damage there are like if you have platforms there's sometimes mix-ups and there's even certain mix-ups of like oh i'm getting electric am i going to di to the platform or not to the platform right those are when it matters 
for the most part because if you're right underneath the platform then technically i think you can do like first second cover everything right but there in Kazuya combos i feel like there is certain windows of they have to read you or guess your di preemptively to get something bigger in return right but i say that because sometimes they don't have to do that like electric get to run up up smash auto turnaround like doesn't matter what's <laughs> that yeah that's crazy but so there there's like there are bullshit moments in Kazuya combos, but there's also windows in which there is counterplay. So I, I think it's fine, and it's like, he has to get to you too. He's not fast. He he is invincible most of the game, but he's not fast. Uh, he'd be moving pretty quick with that crouch dash scan. I mean, I don't, um, I don't think it's... I think it's... not slow. And a frame four up air, and a reflector that kills you if it's a strong enough projectile. I don't know, I'm, dude. I'm just saying it's possible to camp this character out. Like, yeah, I think no, it's it very is. Possible it is. Because... I'm not trying to sound like it's like if it's impossible to keep him out. That's when it's like, okay, this is like, where's the weakness, right? But I think Kazuya has clear weaknesses, and like you can exploit them to win. You know what I'm saying? I think, yeah, I agree, and I think he used to have more weaknesses before people started exploiting. Like Kazuya flowchart used to be electric into electric, and like that was it. Like because if I hit the electric, you're dead. Like that rules. I'm gonna keep doing that. But now, like, Riddles and the other top Kazuyas, um, like, Ferks, like, d- developing tech and stuff, <laughs> the character has evolved. Because now Riddles, again, using aerials so well, conditioning you to shield because you're so afraid of Electric and his aerials. Now he's using Command Grab in the air, too, which is so fucked up that that character has a Command Grab in the air. It's wild. It is It is insane. Don't, obviously, I love the character. Like, he's, you know, one of my favorite characters uh, in the game, just aesthetically. And I think he's cool. I like playing him and stuff. But like, damn, why does he have electric? So if you get hit by that, you die. A grab that kills you on the ground. And then also if you shield and he's underneath you, frame four up air plus uh, a command grab in the air. Yeah, It's I a think lot the... of shit to worry about. Yeah. The up air is the real, the real issue. Frame Basically, like obviously electric is, but up air is so like, you can mash that move. Think of a situation where up air is not good. Go. Is, like... it, um, <laughs> is it frame one uh, hurt box shuffling? It is, right? But that it's frame four. I know, I know it's invincible. And there's like a hitbox horizontally in front of him too. So the hitbox like, is crazy. Yeah. You can literally run up invincible. to people and do rising up air, and that's like a neutral option. So it's really good. basically what I was getting at with the Aqua set was when I would do something or get something or win a game, it felt like Steve could literally just add another layer to the flow chart and just stop me from even having a chance. So like it like even though that set was closer than the riddle set it felt like i was farther away from like figuring it out because you can clearly see that aqua and, and other steve players and a lot of their other sets it's like when this when they get hit by x they can just do y and now it's like x is no longer an option and it just will never work like it, it's like they can just upgrade their defense every time something gets scary and you just slowly get iced out. Uh, and that just left a lot of questions for me, like going into the next time I fight Steve or Aqua specifically. So I, I just practiced a bunch. But yeah, I had a good weekend. Um, I'm happy to like at least get top eight. I feel like getting top eight always feels like a, a breath of fresh air for me because it feels like I quote unquote like did my job. Like it's like, all right, like I'm where I'm where I wanted to be. Like now I can like, try to see how much farther I can go, if that makes sense. Right. Like right. getting top eight always feels like you broke past something. And, um, oh, it's a, it's a big deal, right? Because yeah. I mean, a, a lot of players, when you ask them, what's the worst placing to get the two worst placing that come up is second and ninth, right? Second and ninth. Yeah. O- obviously, second is like the absolute worst one. That, yeah. That's hands down the worst one. But ninth also really, really sucks too. <laughs> like, yeah. Just being that one win away from top eight, so... I have a bunch of ideas for next time, whether it's Kazuya or Steve, especially Steve. Like, I just got to try to keep up, right? Because they have so many things up their sleeve as well. I just hope when I do it, I hope it works. And I hope they don't move the goalpost farther than I anticipate. You know what I mean? Like, I hope, I hope like, I eventually reach a point where, like, there's, like, a, a playing field that is, like, comprehensible for me. But... Yeah. Was, uh... But you think Steve is beatable, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think all, like... Yeah, like... I think all the players I've played against, like, a lot of my, like... I've lost to pretty much a bunch of Steves. But I, it's always, like, close or something. So, like, I, 
it's I think the players are beatable. Um so it's 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 not hopeless. It's just like I said, it feels like the goalpost just is never 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 ending. Like it, it's always being adjusted. Right. So hopefully, like I can accelerate faster than they can move the goalpost. <laughs> so we'll, split. We'll, we'll see. I mean, Steve doesn't move too fast, right? So. That's uh, that's a good way of putting it too. Because when I was watching at my house, I just kept thinking to myself, like, Akola plays a lot of long sets. I don't know if y'all noticed that, but like sometimes Akola like wins a swift three zero, but for the most part, they're game five. Yeah. Like they're like long grindy sets, and mm-hmm. by the fifth game, like. Usually he'll just like three stock someone. Like it's yeah. really, really, really strange to watch. Yeah, and I couldn't like quite put it into words. But you saying like it feels like he's like consistently moving the goalposts and making it harder to hit him. I think yes. that's a good way to put it because I was literally like, "Dang, dude! Like, what is happening? Like, mm-hmm. it feels like oh, okay, well, this is a close set. Oh, this could go either way." And then game five starts, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's no longer back and close? forth." Yeah. yeah, like was it? I don't understand, but. And I've I've noticed that for a long time watching Akola, and now I'm like, man, that's a that's a good way of phrasing it. Yeah, I I think it's like it's like what most any player does with any character. It's like you're testing your opponent, you're showing them this like layer one setup. If they don't do much about it, you beat them with that, and you're good. Like now you have more energy for the next set or whatever, like whatever right. the, what whatever reason you're doing it for. And let's say they execute properly against layer one. It's like, okay, layer two. Like I do this every tournament of my life, like, like mid game in between games in between sets. Like, but Steve is like, it's like, uh, there's just, there's a million different things. And I feel like it's more from a defensive standpoint. It's like, uh, Steve will give you opportunities to, to hit him. Or like like a lot of the players they'll they'll do that and if they get hit hard enough they'll be like okay, like I gave you your chance like you're not getting that again like and then they adjust their their neutral and they start going crazy with the walls and they like they're gonna go for more materials than before like they they can just collect more win conditions and insurance depending on how dangerous they view the opponent um, and I feel like that's like like you said I feel like that's what a lot of the, the players have done. Like, especially also, if they have games to work with. He also saves a lot of offensive layers as well. I've noticed that definitely. Where like Dude, Steve's offense is crazy. Like, like, Akola specifically will, like, save, like, certain ledge traps or, like, certain yeah. juggle situations. It's, like, the first time you've seen it out of nowhere, game five, and you're like, what the heck is this? Like, what am I supposed to do here? And then yeah, yeah. he takes your stock at, like, 80 or something like that. Or, like, his routes change throughout the set. Like, they get infinitely better. I'm like, what? Yeah. I don't know if it's, like, him catching on to, like, your DI or, like, your SDI or what. Or, like, maybe just gains confidence to go for, like, better strings later in the set. Or, like, yeah, I don't know. It, it does feel like there's, like, way more layers to his gameplay. Like, it starts out extremely simple. Like, mm-hmm. a very extremely effective flowchart. And then over time, it feels like I'm sitting there, like, what the heck? I've never seen this before in my life. Like, I didn't even know Steve could do that. And I feel like that happens a lot with him. Yeah. That's the hardest thing is, especially like for me, like going into it, like I try to have, be prepared for a lot of different things. And then like, especially if you're losing a stock to something that catches you off guard, like it is so hard to continue playing mm-hmm. a tournament set after that stock. Cause you're just like, well, like now I have to add that <laughs> to my like mental bank. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just exhausting um so wait so uh, really quick you know it's wild remember when we interviewed him at invitational right Mm -hmm. and he said one of the most exciting like things he was looking forward to was playing against aggressive play style remember he said that Mm -hmm. yeah and against like just the american play style right and it's so wild because his offense i just feel like ever since then or i don't know if he just likes to try to optimize his offense but Speaking of optimizing offense, true. <laughs> hey, I feel like I don't know. I, I feel like Akola, if he can play aggressive in a matchup, it, his aggression is just <coughs> ridiculous. I, I I think that's why he runs on, over Onin. Like he doesn't camp versus Onin. If you watched um him versus Onin at Ludwig's, he literally rushes Onin down and yeah. destroys him. Like pu- like rush down Steve 
Now, obviously, it's easier to rush down when you're going up against another kind of like immobile-ish character, right? But still, I, I think it it's crazy how much he gets off of a single hit. And even just the fact that he's able... Because Japan's usually known as a more defensive region, right? But I feel like he's one of the first Japanese players to be like, has the crazy offense with really, really good defense too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I actually was going to mention that I haven't been able to play against Onan yet. So that's like, I think maybe the one like top Steve player I haven't played with. I was actually close to getting a set with Onan at Big House. I was like, if I beat Light in that game five, I would have played Onan. Oh, true. Um, so we'll see how that goes if that ever happens. But I have a bunch of ideas for it. So hopefully I can like get a dub eventually. And you know what I was thinking? Um, there's a lot to talk about with this tournament, but at least we're talking about Steve, right? Like that's the main topic. But I was thinking like, because there's a lot of discourse about like Steve right now, like naturally, right? Like the character's really good and like the, the tournament results and everything. But it's so crazy how much it would shift if, if like Jen just won one more game versus Akola and Akola yep, got the guy. Or I was if, just thinking the same thing with Onan. Game five against Mudes. Game five against yes. Mamba. Game five against uh, Black Twins. Like just or, so, dude. Yeah. And I'm if, saying. And then the next set after, like Jen Akola, if I just won one more game, like, or if I just won one game at Summit, like, it's it's crazy that like it's just it's first to three. And like the entire narrative of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate will change during this, like after this game five. And sadly, 99% of the time, the Steve comes out on top, but it's crazy <laughs> how close the narrative is to not even like existing as much in the first place. Like, we would not be talking about like straight up banning the character if it was only one of the two in top eight. Bro. This character lost to Donkey Kong this weekend. What the heck? You know what I mean? Like, that <laughs> actually that. happened, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, yes, that but that was also the only time where the Steve didn't clutch up. You know what I mean? And it right. was two out of three at that point. And yeah, in the yeah in the entire True. bracket. That's a very big deal. D-Dog was the only, like, Steve that didn't make it to the top cut, and there was already eight of them. What's top like cut? Nine. Top 64? Top yeah. 64. Okay. Which um, is like just that. Sure, yeah. I mean, we were remember back at like Riptide or like post quarantine, early post quarantine. It's like top players didn't even have to worry about Steve because it just yeah. wasn't a thing yet. And it's like, oh, are you gonna run into Yanni in like top thirty two, top sixteen, maybe, right? But yeah. like that was it back then. But now you can't even get into top sixty four without fighting Steve. It's like yeah, now yeah. it's way different. It was, like, especially you... not this tournament. This tournament was very Steve heavy. Is another thing to consider, like just yeah. raw data wise. We and, knew that going into it. We said yeah. this before we we went live with the show. And something to think about too is like even though that chunky upset did happen on um on uh Quandale. There you go. I was like, I know what it is. <laughs> I don't. I never know. Dingle the name change thing. kills me, dude. It really does. Uh, anyway. So that the Chunky Kong upset happened, but then also on the other side, Yanni got an upset on Jackal. So it's like that kind of cancels out anyway. You know, yeah. like those two kind of like, you know, and shout out to Yanni, by the way, doing well. And because Jackal's good at that matchup, obviously, you guys yeah. have plenty of Steve's in your I think so, too. Fight. I think I think he's better at it than me in, in terms of like he, we're from the same region. Um, but yeah, like I've just been thinking about that for the past day or two, like on the way home, I'm just thinking like. A lot of these sets came down to one, like, stock, even. Like, yeah. if, if everything could have changed in terms of, like, the narrative of how we would talk about the game. But right now, it's, like, pretty gloomy because of how dominant Steve is um, on social media and even, like, at the, the tournament itself, you know. But it's just crazy. like, And that's why, like, I'm not, like, like I, I have hope, you know. I'm, there's, like, I'm not, yeah. like, hopeless about it because, you know, Akola is the best Steve in the world, and, like, I've been, like, one game slash one stock or whatever it is, like, from, like, winning. Yeah, with Diddy Kong. Like, and, but at the same time, the hardest thing about it is I know a lot of that is because, like, they can just move the, the goalposts like we've been talking about. So that makes me nervous, but still, like, I'm, I, I said this to be, like, if I'm doing it with Diddy Kong, like, it should be it, – it's it's pretty possible. It's It's not, like – 
it's definitely i wish it was like easier or something but like it, it's yeah it's like a lot of the players showed they were capable of beating steve this weekend it just they just barely didn't uh do it and, and akola did lose a set and obviously Ona did too because uh, it didn't win the tournament but yeah. only there were only two steves projected to get top eight and this is not like a hundred percent just in defense of Steve. Like this is just kind of looking at it objectively. There are only two Steves projected to get top eight, and the two of them that did it were the one and two seed, and they yeah. did. And like that's, and that's, yeah, that's it. what happened. And, yeah, exactly. And right, right. You know, obviously, I think the character is insanely strong. Argument for best in the game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we'll see what happens after the next tournament. And like, if Riddles wins again, no one's talking about Steve anymore. Everyone's talking about Kazuya. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's yeah. just to me, it's more like just the community just jumps every week to the new topic, like the new thing to go. If White wins the next tournament, guess what we're talking about? It's fucking Fox. You know what I mean? Like, how good is Fox? Is Fox top two? Could he be number one? Like, it just always happens. So we'll see. Um, Steve is very consistent, very good. Uh, we've all said that for a long time now at this point. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But we definitely want to talk about Steve more. And I think we talked about it. We're going to, since none of us are going to a tournament this weekend. We're going to do a Patreon episode. And I think we're going to specifically talk about characters in the meta and specifically Steve and Kalsia. So check that out on our Patreon episode. That's a free plug. Uh, yeah, for all of us. If you want to see our thoughts on the, on the band discourse and everything, um, I mean, if you're interested. One, right? So, cause it is officially November and we do a bonus episode every month on the Patreon. So if anyone is interested in that, uh, yep. and thank you to those who already support it. Hey everyone, today's episode is sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Now, I don't know about all of you, chat, but I do be shopping online all the time. The thing is, though, I always feel like I'm wasting money when I can't find a promo code when I'm ready to check out. But, thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Now, let me paint a little picture for you. Imagine you're shopping at one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for a coupon it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. So I used Honey earlier this week, right after recording this episode, to order my dog a bag of his favorite treats because he had just ran out. Now I order these things all the time because he's such a good boy. And thanks to Honey, I was able to save $5 on my purchase. I'll be using Honey to save money when ordering these dog treats every time from here on out. It was just so easy to use. And did you know, Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. I'd never recommend something I don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com tweak. That's joinhoney.com tweak. Um, but yeah, there's some other things to talk about as well. I think Apollo Kage played fantastic this yes, weekend. Yes, true. Um, That's my guy. I love Apollo Kage. Like, very strong and creative snake player. Like, very impressive. Um, Zamba. Really fun to watch. Really consistent fun. as well. C4s are insane. Yeah, the, the C- Apollo Kage. He has really the best sick. C4s in the game, yeah. It's got, it's got swag to the snake, you know what I'm saying? True. Yeah. His, I like his grenade follow-ups more than anything. I feel like he follows yes. up off of yes. Like, what feels like random grenades better than anyone consistently he's, consistently yeah he's always that gif of zach galifianakis uh in the hangover doing the math like he's just watching the, <laughs> the c4 like and he's and then he's there and then he neutralizes you for an extra 30 it's like what the yeah. hell like I yeah. it was one grenade two grenades then he 18 hit combo it's like what the hell <laughs> why am i getting like combo video from it's this character great. right now which <laughs> is great too because snake is a character that could have kind of fallen off a little bit in the meta like just getting because he's like a vanilla character, you know, DLC, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like he gets beat up pretty hard when people really learn the matchup. But him and Grape had a pretty good weekend, too. So it's good to see the Snakes out here doing their thing. I'm a fan of the character. I like watching him play. So shout out to AK. First top eight, I think, at an S tier. That was one of his goals. And I think he hit it um, right, nice. for, right before his birthday. So happy birthday as well to AK. Good week for him. Yeah, congrats. Uh, Zamba doing well as always. Like, always. We've said this, like, multiple times on the show. Like, if there's a big tournament and you don't have Zamba in top eight, you're most likely throwing. True. Um, Definitely. He, he's like one of those players where you got to at least expect him in top eight. Um, you know what's really funny about that, by the way? What's up? You know they call him the Prince of New York? 
in the King of New York was the yes. buzz and the buzzes you always expect the buzz in top eight. Yeah, and that yeah. Song was also like, oh, snap. damn, that's actually crazy. Isn't that crazy to think about? It's like a shoe in, yeah. Damn. How consistent yeah. they are, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, and then uh, I got seventh. Uh, Ned getting seventh with uh, Sephiroth, PT. Uh, Shouts to Ned uh, top eighting with uh, a DLC character that is definitely uh, separate from some of the other ones. True. Definitely the worst of Fighter Pass 2, which is saying something. Okay, um, I was glad thing- that he was... Willing to play both, though. That's what I appreciated yep. the most about Same. Ned's tournament run. Because I remember commentating one of his earlier matches. And I'm hyping up the Sephiroth, you know, getting ready. It's going to be sick. We're going to see the Seph. And it was like, nope, PT. And I was like, oh, snap. I was like, all right. All right, well, Ned, known for his Squirtle. The Squirtle was doing great. And I don't know. It was like, it was really refreshing to see his PT in action. Because he was one of the best PTs in the beginning of the meta. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And was a lot like squirrel focus as well, so really fun to watch. So it's also just a treat to watch, see him bring it out, but also just Ned accepting like, okay, there might be certain matchups that Sephiroth can't do, right? Use the PT, boom, should be fine. It's so, interesting because he played Snake in the Snake, but he played PT against Grape, and then he played Sephiroth against Apollo. Right, Bunny. that was really interesting. I was uh, wondering why he did that. Yeah, yeah. I, I. So the interesting thing about PT Snake is. I hear a lot of back and forth opinions on who wins the matchup. I personally think it's really, really hard for PT. I think it's really hard to deal with Nikita because Switch doesn't do much. You don't have air mobility. I think it's really hard to get off the ledge because of all the stuff flying around. Um, like, but a lot of people like simplify it. Like, oh, like Ivysaur just puts Snake in the air and like Snake can't do anything. So like, I don't like. It's hard for me to say exactly what the the truth of the matter is in that matchup, but I personally don't like it, but I also don't like it as Sephiroth. So yeah. I think, I think Ned really has to play that by feel. And I think that's what he did, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that matchup too. Um, Cause yeah. we were, we were just talking yesterday about the tournament and whatever. And I think you're right. Like, and he's known for his P- his PT. It's his Squirtle too, right? Like he's like you yeah. where his Squirtle is his lead. So maybe that is where, or maybe he saw something when he played against great, but I always knew Sephiroth versus Snake is very stressful for so every hit you just feel so much. Yeah, one grenade might have lost you the game, kind of thing. Like, yeah. it, like, like taking that damage is just really, really stressful. Um, is Squirtle good against Snake? Like, you can you can neutral be the grenades, right? Yeah, you can like disrupt like the flow of everything, really but it's but I think valuable openings are hard if that makes sense. Because uh, one grenade. Yeah, Razor Leaf is good to disrupt everything. You have disruption, but overall, I think, like, I think if the, <laughs> like, wow. That was yeah. really funny. You, and it's that easy, was hilarious. It's easy for Snake to get enough damage on Squirtle where you feel like you have to switch as well. Like, he, his yeah. damage rack-up ability is so good, too. So, I, yeah. I think if their disadvantage isn't lazy as Snake, I feel like the whole, like, oh, just, like, destroy them with Ivysaur or Charizard, like, I don't think it's actually accurate at, like, top level. Um, so that like makes it a lot easier where like, cause I always hear like a PT player or a snake player, like be like, yeah, just like Ivysaur up air over and over. It's like, Oh, okay. I mean, like that I, that's when I just saw. stopped listening. The clip we just saw, I think is a great demonstration of what you were talking about. It was literally yeah. snake spamming up smash like over and over about a roll distance away from the corner and PT couldn't do anything. It was like, <laughs> like switch isn't going to get you through. You don't move, and you're not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't get anywhere, and then like you're kind of just hopping around, and like you just don't have a lot of options. You don't have a lot of air mobility. You you, you can't roll in that situation because, or maybe you can roll shield. Like, <laughs> oh, it's so funny because we were hyping up Apollo Kage, like how like uh, creative he is. It's like, oh, he just smash up, smash up the ledge. Actually, <laughs> that was well, so if funny. it works, it works. No, but but okay. that's good. That's a good situation to use it in, right? Because yes. he doesn't have good air mobility. Well, it's hard to... Oh yeah, yeah. He only went Sephiroth. Yeah, but I was thinking that too, and we talked about the. I think it was with you, Gavin. I don't know. It was with you or someone else, but we were talking about how Sephiroth is like king of the ledge, right? Like you can't do, you can't ledge trap him. Like if you get too close, like Octa Slash, Snake can though. Like Snake can up smash. Snake can set up grenades. Like he kind of yeah, doesn't it's, really fuck with his flow. Like he doesn't have a hurt box near his like actual hitboxes. Mm. So yeah, it's really good. Like and that's where Sephiroth feels very comfortable, where most characters don't, obviously. But I, yeah. Snake doesn't give a shit. 
basically like like AK got a lot of like C force because Sephiroth's Octoslash doesn't like snap the ledge, but most characters can't abuse that because like it's just too much range and hitboxes. But right, right. if you're using projectiles or like a huge move, like you can actually like take advantage of that. Or just and, having a grenade by the ledge. You can't go for the charge off the slash yeah. because it'll proc the grenade. If the snake is shielding with the nade by his foot, then you get hit by it. They combo into back air, right? Like, it's just... Yeah, like, snakes or Sephiroth's strength, strength in those scenarios is he can be on the ledge for longer than most characters. It's not necessarily that it's, like, he's better at getting off the ledge. It's that he can be there longer. So he has like more mix-ups before he gets up and snake either me messes with the ledge snap or he sets up. So it's like either way, it's not a dub for Sephiroth. Like uh, Sephiroth's going to have to get out of the corner eventually. And if there's no risk for snake, then that's just really difficult. Um, so yeah, I, I think that matchup can be pretty hard. Um Snake also has one of the best crouches in the game and a crawl. Um, it's really hard not to trade. Um, your advantage state just isn't that great for the matchup. Like, but I am glad to see because you know we're seeing a lot of like really ridiculous characters in top eight. But seeing characters like uh, like Peach, Sephiroth, Diddy Kong, like yeah. there's hope. Yeah, there's, there's hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, Riddle's getting fourth place, right? Uh, that's another person just like Zomba where if like they're attending the tournament, it's like, all right, well, let's start predicting like where they're placing in top eight. Like there's yeah. so many of those players. Even Mute is starting to get there. Yep. Like, which is kind of nuts. Uh, I like the, um, I like the Riddles one too. Cause he was tweeting about how he didn't feel confident and he seemed in his own head and like all in Riddles is definitely one of those players that works with his, uh, he has some issues with confidence or with mentality and stuff sometimes. So I was really happy to see him do well on it. Obviously, I always, yeah. always root for the kid. But yeah, it was nice to see that he was like not feeling it Friday, Saturday, and then does really well Saturday, Sunday, which I always love to see. So Yeah, I, after Riddles got knocked out of the tournament, like I was that guy and like asked him to play, <laughs> even though you're not supposed I, to ask people for pictures or for games. No way. But. <laughs> We had been talking about playing a lot, like grind, like actually grinding, and I just did not care. Like I, was I, just, I, I meant to give you props too, because you tweeted any cause users Steve's want to play like forty five minutes after you're out of the tournament. I was like, yeah. fuck yeah, I, I love that seeing tweet. that shit. I, like, I love seeing that shit. I was so pumped. Yeah, I was like, let's I, go. And I like low key riddles. I'm sorry. I did this to riddles at Ludwig's too, like twice in a row. Like I'm like. Like I'm, I'm waiting for both of us to be out of the tournament, and then I'm fiending to play with him because I, <laughs> yeah, because I want to beat him. Because I feel like, like Riddles is causing is so good that the only way for me to like be ready to fight Riddles is to fight Riddles. Yep. <laughs> so I'm gonna do it. Like if he's... if he's down, if he's down. So I actually did play a first to five with Riddles after the tournament. Well, it's like during like grand finals, like around like towards the end. Um. So shouts to Riddles for being willing to do that. And also shouts to myself for not being sad and just grinding it out. Shouts to Soar. I played with Soar Steve uh, before that as well. Um, got some ideas to fight Steve. Um, yeah. Like, I, you, know what, you know what I was thinking about, bro? The other day I was sitting there and I was like, this story is very, very familiar. And we've seen this story happen in multiple games. And I, I always expected people to say that this story was rehappening with Spargo. That's what they thought. But I don't think so. But Akola is just this little kid that showed up out of nowhere, like seemingly nowhere, yeah. beating everyone in Japan. And they're like, bro, Japan must be crazy. Like, this person can't be that good that they just show up and just starts beating everyone. And then that same person travels to the U.S. in a where they don't know how to speak the language. I know this may sound very familiar for a couple of players in our past history. Um, yes. They don't know the language. They're by themselves, essentially. Like, they, it's just them on their own. And, well, I guess for, I call it, like, the translator or Leo brother or, like, whatever, right? But, like, yeah. 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 
and they show up and they like do okay their first event um well actually was their first event invitational was that called his first event Wins first event Wins first event. Yeah. yeah. Then, <laughs> sorry, might be, might be. But then, you know, oh, it's an invitational. It's an invitational. Wait until you see an open. Everybody wasn't there. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. Well, didn't that... see fourth. What? Not that great. <laughs> and then here it goes. Like, it just, it, the story is like bothering me how similar it is to like a lot of excellent players that we've had over the years. And I was just like, bro is this a new potential number one? Like now I know that's a crazy thing to say. It's not, but it's not, no, it's, it's not, early, but it's, it's not abs- crazy. Yeah. It's not it's great. Crazy to say. It, I think it's crazy to say Aqua isn't in the conversation. Um, like if, if I were to say who's the best player in the world right now, I, I would say Leo, but yeah, yeah same, same. But right. there, there's, there's oh, but, multiple people that are in the realm that deserve the credit like but again even, even proto deserves to be in the conversation sometimes with these yeah, tournament I results but again Aqua, think about how even think light how, think how one tournament changed that though without Lutz, yeah yep, without lights i don't it's not even i don't think it's close like bro yeah. even with lutz he got second Akula got yeah. second did and, he only lose to leo only lost to Leo. Oh, Statistic, statistically in, it's in it literally in might bracket. be statistically it literally might be Right, right. Like when yeah. when I say I think MK Leo is number one in the world, like in my brain, I'm just saying like skill wise. It's, yeah, it's, it's that that is my results. opinion. Yeah. It, like on paper, though, it if we had a rankings like right now on it paper, it might be Akola. Yeah, yeah. Like on paper, it's Akola right now. And I think yeah, I look at it the same way, Charles. Where it's like if open bracket, a uh, thousand entrants, and all like top one hundred players are there, who are you betting on? Like that's number one. It's like all right, I'm betting on Leo. You know what I mean? Like that's just consistent. Honestly, you know? see that's what I'm saying though. That's honestly, I'm betting on Leo, bro. Okay, I think, but I'm I'm betting on Gavin. Obviously, I, hold on, hey, I might. That's bet my go. Okay, but honestly, I think open bracket like. Let's not say a thousand. Let's let's up it like super super major, right? Fifteen hundred, right? Oh, super. Um, <laughs> we, we got we got we got three thousand in this bitch. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah. might be two thousand, right? Like a Smash Con, right? Like okay, a, a okay, Genesis, okay. like one of those, yeah. right? And all of Japan is there. All of Europe is there. U.S. is there. Yeah, Mexico. This term is fucking lit. That's a good right? point that you need. All, yeah, that's a good yeah, point. I'm I'm, I'm actually putting my money on Akoler to win that event. If, really? I, if oh, I had to, I don't know. Because there's no, the I'd off chance, there's the off chance that Leo runs into Proto multiple times, and we still haven't seen him have an Mm-mm. answer for it. No, 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 no. Because Proto, Proto's problem for the argument for number one is inconsistency. It's not. It's not in, number in one. Or, it's that what? Leo in the open bracket might run into Proto, and Leo currently hasn't shown that I, he has an answer for there it. There are too many. There are too many. That's one player out of a whole three thousand. I think Leo people. does have an answer for Proto, though. He might. We oh, we'll Joker, it's Joker. Oh, yeah, bro, it's that Joker. Would, but we you know what's funny at Lutz, We were talking about how we yeah. needed to see Onan against Leo. Now we need to see the run back, bro. We need to see Leo. We need to see Leo against yeah. Proto. A million I, percent. Bro. If that Ooh. happens at a tournament, like I'm betting uh, Leo. Turn it up. I, yeah. I would side bet Leo. Straight up. Definitely. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm, and not only that, but look, Marcus. Yeah, I, mean, I, I will side bet any of you guys on that. If but Marcus, too, the problem with that is Proto has to get to him because they're going to be seated close to each other. So there's going to be a lot right, of. Right. Proto loses a lot in his own region, bro. And if you're saying a lot right. of Japan's going. Yeah, that's it. That's like a card for Proto. It's like, I'm damn, you. Region, dude, stay, stay back. Invitation right, was only, so, man. I just my simple like, thought is at the moment. There is not a single situation on planet Earth. Wait, save it for other, the Patreon. Other than myself, where I would bet against Leo. Thank Unless you. it was me. See, that's another to player. Be, that's another one. one. Yeah, to you two are against him, too. Your record is yeah, like Gluto's, I think Gluto's been beating Gluto, him yes. the majority of time as well. It's not like it's going to be a, like, Oh, Leo's gonna win. I'm just saying, even if Leo played Gluto right now, as as nice as it's been that Gluto's been winning, and like I'm, I, I also don't side bet, but I I would need because Leo is so good and so much better most of <laughs> most of the time 
that like he's gonna have to lose to X player like more than five times for me to be yeah. like even wanting this because like him losing is always a freak accident. <laughs> like no Mars matter what, Leo is really good too. I think um, Mars has the most raw amount of wins against Leo. Wait, another question. I know we're we're listing off all the potential people who could upset Leo in this bracket. Who could upset Akola though? Like Mew, obviously. Light. Light. There's Light. a couple. There's a couple options there. It's pretty close though. Like the number of people. Light play, wait, 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 wait. Light play Akola at Ludwig's? No. Uh, no. A lot of the X Factor who played, players. Who played, who played? Didn't he play a Steve at Lutz? Light. He lost. Uh. Oh, Zamba. It was Onan. He did lose to Alcola in winners. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Onan. Oh, five. so he did play. Okay, okay. So he lost five, to Alcola and uh, Zamba. Um, you know what they say? Nobody beat Onan twice. I mean, Alcola twice. Except yeah. Leo. Yeah. Except Leo. That's, like, that's, that's, that's important. That's, that's basically in, what I was getting at. In that tournament. Bro, <laughs> you know who I got making top eight in that tournament? It's fucking Sonics. Winner's bracket. I don't care. I'm picking Sonics. True spitting. Top eight. True yeah, it's true. true. Yeah. true. Uh, like, all that's what I was talking about with the difficulty of Steve, though. When you win a set, dude, the next set is gonna be crazy. Yeah, I think Sonic's is actually good at good against Steve. Yeah, the way, absolutely. Uh, he, he, beat, he beat Odin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. I don't think a lot Sonic of that uh, Wi-Fi no. grinding during the Wi-Fi era. I mean, Steve's were prominent during that time too. So he Sonic's literally only lost. To Aegis. And that Mexican Aegis, that was it. That's all he lost to. It was Spargo That's and Leo. Crazy. That's it. That is all he, he does a lot to. of things that... But he did get 6-0. So yeah, that's something right. to think about. For That's a tough. Bit. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, tough. I mean, Sonic Sonic as a character does have rough matchups. You know, like, I know we all talk highly of Sonic. Nope. Oh, really? <laughs> rough, rough matchup. Rough matchup. One. Two. It's two. I also wouldn't I say the I word rough. Fox, well. Fox, Fox is well. Oh, Fox. I that's right. I, I forgot about that. I wouldn't use the word rough to describe any of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you just think this character is the best character of the game. You think Sonic's number... Oh, wait. Save it for the Patreon. No, save I don't. Really? No, you think Sonic's oh, number two. Delete that. You just think Sonic is number two. <laughs> no, like, like top five. Like, yeah. Top five. Okay, okay. Like... I, I think, think that's fair. I think Sonic might lose to like Aegis or Fox or something, but it's not rough. I think Aegis is rough. Dude, dude. Ga- that Gavin, looks terrible. You can just tell Gavin fucking hates this yeah. character. Mithra, Mithra's he was like, he was like excuse your vocabulary, sir. What, okay, did you but hear rough? me out. I also actually have a lot of respect for Sonics. I actually oh, think Sonics is like top ten skill in Ultimate, like. And I have faith in Sonics versus 99.9% of players. If Everyone not except for Leo, Spargo, and Light. That's it. That's the yep. only people yeah. where I'm like, oh, shit, maybe not. And yeah, you, like, you, do well, you do well against Sonic as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but it depends it's, on the I'm not in that game. caliber. I'm not in those three. In, no. like, yeah. I'm like no, right below still, that. I'm like yeah. right below that. It's um, like you're probably more likely to win, but like it's still he still could give you some trouble. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's be real too. Oni did force the game five, so it's not like that was free for him, but anyway. All right, well, I like this imaginary <coughs> contract. <coughs> Hold on. Speaking of, okay, well now that we're here, if y'all could in in a super crazy bracket like that, pick your just eight players. Oh that no, you dude. feel like shoot. We we you can't get into like the bracket. Oh, if this player plays this player, just Zamba, Zamba, players. Sonics, MKO, yeah, okay. Spargo. So saying... Okay. Uh, Light. Oh my God, this is hard. Did this we say Akola? Really hard. No, you did. Akola. I want to say Light. Did I say Sonics yet? Yeah, I did. You right? said I Sonics. Did. Okay, thank God. I was like, I can't talk all this shit. Yeah, this is like anyway. super hard. What the hell? Bro, Leo? It's crazy that the buzz isn't on this. Akola. He could be. It has to be the buzz. It has to be the buzz. Yeah. But he's yeah. playing these people like outside of top eight. Oh, I'd say Riddles too. Rude. Yep, Riddles is automatic. Riddles the buzz. Gavin, yeah, you're like, in the conversation, obviously. You've said like 10 people, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this is a super hard question. We ain't say Gluto. I almost feel uncomfortable with answers. We didn't say T? Wait, dude, there's too many good players. There's Blue too many forever. good players. Blue forever. Blue forever. I'm saying it. I said what I said. You've said 20 people. 
Siski, Mr. Consistent. Hold on. He is. He's very consistent. Yeah. Damn. I'm also like, I love this because I'm such a fan of so many of these fucking players, man. Like, this, yeah, yeah. this is good. Like, it's yeah. funny because, like, everything on Twitter is so gloom and doom and Steve and band bullshit. It's like, dude, I love so many players in this game, you know? Like, they're all so much fun to watch, dude. I'm in chat top I'm serious. I'm curious to see who we'll put it on the Patreon episode. Like, they're they're eight players. Like that's just a really interesting idea because it's not necessarily who you think are the eight best players in the world currently. Who do you it's think are the most yeah. consistent think to are the get most a top consistent. eight? Yep, in the most top loaded tournament specifically, right? Like, yep. I think some are non negotiable though. There are. Well, I mean, I feel like there's been non negotiable. Like most issues. of them are, but you could get like two think or so? three. I think Leo, there's two non negotiables. Leo Spargo. I'm Leo not even. The two non negotiables. It, it's Leo Acola. Leo and Acola. No, those are the two. Leo is non negotiable, yeah. yeah. Leo and Acola. Yeah. Uh... I. I... I, the thing is, I think the people that are usually shoe-ins for even top light eight, can run into bad matchups. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was getting yeah. at. There's a there's a handful of people that are non-negotiable for normal tournaments, but if we're talking a not normal tournament, like a crazy tournament, that list gets a little smaller. Yeah. Like an S tier, yeah. yeah. It basically becomes Leo, like Aquila, like stuff like that. We also didn't even mention Spargo. Like Spargo's Oh. Many times. Well, we 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 forgot Gluto at one point too, so I thought maybe, but like Zamba and Light are usually shoe ins, but I think if it's a crazy, crazy tournament, like there might be some flexibility there. Mm-hmm. Um, Bro, I'll also say Sonics is a non negotiable. He's making top eight, dude. I don't care if it's winners or losers. Oh, he might run into Light Tweak. See ya. That's true. Leo, Spargo, like, Spargo, I, think, I think it's more negotiable than usual, but like I would still have, like, be not surprised. I would, I would honestly, it's honestly like an 80% have chance, dude. Sonics and DeBuzz there, bro. It's just, like, how can it's you so not? hard, yeah. Even it's a fun even, question. It is. I don't know. It just like crossed my mind for a moment. I was like, who are like the non non negotiables? The non negotiables. Have... Dude, this question has so many layers. It's Leo. Leo Aquila. Just say Leo and move on. He's the only non and Aquila. And I think I there's see... two non negotiables. I, I, I think light is non negotiable. Uh, yes, but again, like the one I don't know, tournament dude. thing. At, wait, at a super, thing. super major with a bunch of... If Light's playing a bunch of sets, I'll give him non-negotiable, actually. Because yeah. he will power up. I think Zamba is like borderline negotiable too. Yeah. And, okay, and if this a... is for top eight, for top yeah. eight, and then Riddles, I can Riddles is, is on around there too. Yes. And I think... With light, I think the other thing is I think Woods was a uh, like an anomaly for him. I don't think like that was just a bad weekend for him. Like, yeah. Like, and I think with data, like with the the tournaments, you just have to remove like the two two of the best and two of the worst, and like then you you have their average, right? Like just pretty standard kind yeah. of management of data. And you get rid of that. Light is maybe the most consistent player on the planet, maybe. And Leo <laughs> do the same thing, like both of them. Yeah. So yeah, light, light for sure. Lighter. Like this is recent. I feel like we don't talk about general stuff like this very often. Like best players, like because there's always like actual tournament stuff to talk about. But we might have a weekend off here. Is there anything big happening this weekend? I meant to ask. I'm not sure, but I'm not gonna be any anywhere, which is nice because I'm feeling a little under the weather. Um, Chuck, are you going anything? For what? Oh, this coming weekend? Yeah, I'm not going anything. Um, I'm going to League of Legends Worlds this weekend, oh but it's God, only one day. Anyway. Yeah. Oh. What? It's just one day. It's World Fle- Finals. Just flexing on us for no reason. With no, that. but <laughs> you asked you like? on the weekend. Who winning? What? You think T1 winning? Oh, I, I see I, a I, League. He's asking I, you, Chuck. I, I, I don't watch T1. League. I yeah, T1. I don't have an answer for this. Baker nope. must win. T1 Leo wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> T1 Leo, yeah. Uh, one other thing too, there was also uh, Edgeguard fight to fright. Speaking of Sonics, uh, one that I don't yeah, think he I was dropped a that. game. He didn't drop a game in top eight. Uh, shout outs, shout outs to Chase making a good losers run to get second, beating Ven and Dakpo. Uh, shout out to Dakpo and shout out to Dakpo. Did he call? Yep, hell yeah. Ven Zelda Sora, yeah, it was a good. Shoe was in there too. A lot of good players with this bracket because I know most people were focused on. Um, Miami, but you know, obviously, that's yeah, all the other events that are going on this weekend. So cool. Yeah. Well, 
I don't know what's going on this weekend, but I'm excited. I, I'm sure there maybe there's like an EU tournament, which I love. So we'll see. But yeah. Whatever, so, man. One quick thing I want to say before we like wrap th- things up is, uh, oh. damn, you know what's crazy? So remember when we started <laughs> this podcast, we used no. to talk more concepts like that where it's like not about tournament results but just more like fun smash topics i do kind of want to do more of that you know what i mean because I, I feel like i feel like i mean still talking about tournaments and stuff and we still naturally go into talking topics off the tournaments but some of the older stuff we talked about was really cool too like yeah podcast earlier on we can we can diversify chat tell us below what do you want us to talk about more yeah, do you want me and true. charles do you want deep dives on commentary? Do you want deep dives on gameplay concepts? Uh, this fictional bracket. What do you guys want to see? Aside from obviously, All right. um, who wins? Okay, Light with on. the sleeved rolls up, or or riddles never missing an electric. Oh jeez, <laughs> stuff. Or Super it's game Saiyan. five, last talk, last hit. Also, fun fact: riddles already doesn't miss electric. <laughs> Not true. He forgot. He forgot to pay the electric bill at loads. Uh, yeah, yeah, true. That oh. shit was not working. I don't know what was up with it that weekend, but that character's that about wraps it up though. Yeah. Uh good shit. Like I said, it is November, so we are gonna do a bonus episode and um we have I think all of us have the week off in terms of tournament um stuff. Yeah, we usually do it earlier on in the month too, just so Wait. we can get it out of the way. So I yeah. mean it, it expect a November one pretty soon. Ex- ex- expect it within two weeks at the latest, but definitely probably within the next five days or so. Who's yeah, going yeah. to Apex? I will be at Apex and Poor go. Priority I'm going for to those who are interested. That so nothing this weekend, then Poor Priority, then Apex. That's my schedule at the moment. Um, I can't make it. Yeah. And uh, I will be practicing throughout the week if anyone is interested in watching me play Smash. And that's about it, though. Thanks for watching, y'all. That was a, that was a fun one. See you. Have a good one. Bye-bye.